Greetings, podcast family. Welcome to Wisdom from Above, where we go beyond the reasoning of men to the revelation of God. My name is Dr. Harlan Betts, and I'm super excited about today's topic. Season 3 is titled, Distinctions Worth Knowing. Today we're going to investigate the distinction between relationship and fellowship. In some ways, this is a very simple topic, and I'll try to make the distinctions clear. But in other ways, this topic is very difficult because much teaching about these concepts is very confusing or just plain wrong. Some of you have asked, if salvation is by grace and not by works, then why are we told to work out our salvation with fear and trembling? That is a great question. Others have asked, is it possible that a believer can fall into sin and lose his salvation and miss out on going to heaven? Another great question. Others have said that in order to have eternal life, it's not enough to believe in Jesus as your own personal Savior. You also need to allow Him to be the Lord of every area of your life. Some even go on to say, if Jesus is not Lord of all, He's not Lord at all. Some will say that in order to have eternal life, you need to take up your cross daily and follow Christ. But that sounds a lot like religious effort and works. And Paul says we're not saved by works. And how, how, how obedient do I have to be to have eternal life? And how long do I have to be obedient to have eternal life? And could I have eternal life for many years and then lose it because of wrong choices and sinful behavior? In other words, is it possible to live in such a way that we break our relationship with God? What is the answer? How do we resolve these seeming conflicts? Today's episode will answer some of these questions, and the others will be left for the next episode in which we will talk about the three tenses of salvation. Now let me take you back a few years, back when I was in eighth grade. My dad and mom, my brother and sister, and I were at the dining table in the kitchen of our farmhouse in Ladora, Iowa. My dad had seen me pole vaulting over a barbed wire fence when he was coming into the house for lunch. He told me that he saw me that what I was doing was dangerous, and that he didn't want me doing it again. And by the way, uh, my dad did not tell me no to punish me. He told me no to protect me. <laughs> kind of like our Heavenly Father. Anyhow, us three kids finished lunch and went outside to play while Mom and Dad stayed at the table to talk. It wasn't long before I grabbed the pole vault pole and headed for the barbed wire fence. I knew I could make it. I'd made it before. And it really was not too terribly high. I ran, planted uh, the pole in the ground, raised my body up, threw myself over the barbed wire, successfully clearing the barbed wire, and then pushed with my left arm to keep the pole from hitting the barbed wire. But suddenly there was an extremely sharp pain in my left tricep as the barbed wire ripped deeply into the muscle. Blood beat quickly began flowing from the gash, and I ran for the house. Went quickly past the dining table and then went behind my dad. I motioned for my mom to come to the living room. Why? And I was embarrassed to tell my dad. Why? Because I knew he'd be disappointed in me. I was disappointed in me. I mean, I loved him and I wanted him to be proud of me. He wouldn't be proud of my disobedience. I wasn't proud of my disobedience. Was he still my father? Yes. Was I still his son? Yes. Did I, obey, did I disobey him? Yes. 
Did I break my relationship with my dad? No. I couldn't. Did I break my fellowship with my dad? Yes. So don't miss this truth. My relationship with my dad can never be broken. He will always be my dad. But my fellowship with my dad can be broken. And it was broken that afternoon. I would have to ask his forgiveness for failing to obey. That is a great illustration of the distinction between relationship and fellowship. And it's not only true with our earthly parent. It's also true with our heavenly father. So I want to distinguish relationship and fellowship. Let's see how it's distinguished in the scripture. Relationship is based on position. Fellowship is based on practice. Relationship is based on our position in Christ. Where we're declared to be righteous. Fellowship is based on our practice. We're in fellowship and we're challenged to be righteous. So let's look at the relationship with God the Father. And then look at the relationship with God the Son. And then the relationship with God the Spirit. First of all, the relationship with God the Father. I am his child. John 1.12 says, As many as received Christ, to them God gave the authority to become children of God. I am God the Father's child. When Jesus met with Nicodemus, he told him that he had to be born again. Nicodemus was saying, oh, I can't go in my mom's womb and be born again. And Jesus said, basically, well, that wouldn't do any good anyhow. It's, that which is born in the flesh is still flesh. You need to be born in the spirit. You need to be born again spiritually. And so you're born into God's family. He becomes your father. In Romans 8, 15, talks about us being children of God. And Galatians 4, 6 says that the spirit enters our hearts when we trust in Christ by faith. And at that moment when we're when we, be, we are justified and we are adopted by the Father and we can cry out to him, Abba, Father. So I'm born again spiritually. I'm adopted by the Father. And then in Ephesians 1, 3 and 4, it tells that we were chosen by the Father. So that's our relationship to God the Father. And that is a, a positional truth. We are in Christ. We are a child of the Father we're born into his family, we're adopted by him, and we're chosen by him. And none of that can be broken. In contrast, when you talk about fellowship, we read in 1 Peter 1.16, Be holy, for I am holy. And then you go on a little later and look in that chapter, 1 Peter 1.13-16, and we are warned not to be consumed by lust. 1 John 2 says we shouldn't love the world and the things of the world, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. If you love that, you're loving the world and not loving the Father. We need to love the Father, but we don't always love the Father. Ephesians 14 tells us basically to stop acting like an unbeliever. Stop acting like someone who doesn't even know God when you know God. 
when he's your father. Hebrews 12 says if you're a child of God, then he will discipline you when you sin. He's a loving, heavenly father. says even our earthly fathers discipline us when we disobey and go in the wrong direction. How much more our heavenly father, and he doesn't do us to hurt us. He doesn't discipline us to hurt us. He disciplines us to help us. He doesn't discipline us to ruin us. He disciplines us to restore us into fellowship with him. Because while our relationship can't be broken, he's our father. He'll always be our father because we're his child and we're born into his family and we're adopted by him and chosen by him. But we can become consumed by lust and loving the world and acting like an unbeliever. And he will discipline us to get us back into fellowship. We, we need to strive to be holy as he is holy. Now let's look at the relationship to God the Son. According to 1 John 5, this is the record that God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He that has the Son has eternal life. So I have Jesus, and I have eternal life. He says, these things I've written to you who believe in the Son, that you might know that you have eternal life. Not that you might hope or wish or think. You can know it. And, uh, and according to 1 Corinthians twelve thirteen, I am in Christ. According to Ephesians 1, I'm in Christ. 1 Corinthians 12 says, I'm part of his body. Ephesians 1 just says, I'm in him. And John 15 talks about Jesus being the vine and we're the branches who are rooted in Christ, who are a part of Christ. So we are in him. We have him. We have eternal life. We're in him. And then according to Galatians 2.20, although we're crucified with Christ, yet nevertheless we live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. I have Christ in me. And according to Ephesians 1.7, I am redeemed by the Son. Those are all permanent relationships, positional truths. In a relationship to God the Son, I have Him, I have eternal life, I'm in Christ, Christ is in me, I'm redeemed by the Son. But as far as our fellowship, the challenge in Romans 8 is that we would be conformed to the image of His Son. Romans 12 says, I, I beg of you, therefore, brethren, present your body a living sacrifice to God. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed. He challenged us not to be conformed to the world. In 1 Peter 2.21, he challenged us to follow Christ's example. We may or we may not. If we're in fellowship, we will be following his example. If we don't follow his example, we'll fall out of fellowship. 1 Corinthians 11.1 1 also challenged us to be an imitator of Christ. Philippians 3 says to press on toward the prize of the high calling of God of being like Christ. We're to be conformed to his image. And when we are conforming to his image, we're in fellowship. And when we're just conforming to the world, we're not in fellowship. So while the relationship to the Son cannot be broken, fellowship with the Son can be broken. Now let's look at the relationship to God to the Spirit. According to 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20, what? Know you not that you're bought with a price and that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit whose you are? I am his temple. The Holy Spirit dwells in me. Romans 8, 
9, in fact, says if you don't have the Spirit, then you're not, you're not a believer because every believer has the Spirit. Every believer is indwelt by the Spirit. And according to verse 14 of Romans 8, the Spirit wants to lead us. So I'm indwelt by Him. I'm led by Him. And Ephesians 1.13 says I am sealed by the Spirit. And a seal cannot be broken. Once you're sealed, you cannot be unsealed. It's like a, a branding a calf. Once it's branded, it cannot be unbranded. We're sealed by the Holy Spirit. So that's our relationship with God the Spirit. We're His temple, we're indwelt by Him, and we're sealed by Him. And those things are permanent. They cannot be broken. But when it comes to fellowship, we're challenged in Ephesians 5.18 to be filled with the Spirit. That has the idea of being filled or controlled by the Holy Spirit. And then the contrast and warning from Galatians 5 is that we should not be controlled by the flesh. We shouldn't be fulfilling the lusts of the flesh. And uh, Galatians 5, 16 to 26 basically tells us, don't walk in the flesh. Don't walk according to the flesh. Ephesians 4, 30 says, don't grieve the spirit. That's by doing something he's told us not to do, a sin of commission. In 1 Thessalonians 5.19, it says, don't quench the Spirit. That's failing to do something the Spirit's encouraging us to do. That's a sin of omission. Um, so we are to be filled and controlled by the Holy Spirit, and that's part of our fellowship, and so it's a daily thing. Just like being holy, like the Father's holy, is a daily moment-by-moment thing, or being conformed to the image of the Son is a daily moment-by-moment thing. Being filled with the Spirit is a daily moment-by-moment thing. We should not be controlled by the flesh. We shouldn't walk according to the flesh. We shouldn't grieve the Spirit. We shouldn't quench the Spirit. So we can be in fellowship. So then, to kind of to wrap this up, our relationship with God cannot be broken. As we're told in John 10, 27 to 29, we're in Christ's hand, and Christ is in God's hand, so we're in, I am in God's double grip, the hand of Christ and the hand of the Father, and no one can pluck us out of his hand, he says. No one. Well, I'm someone, so I can't pluck me out, and you're someone, so you can't pluck me out. No one can pluck me out. And in fact, Romans chapter 8 goes even beyond this, and it says, what can separate us from love of Christ? Can tribulation or nakedness or peril or sword or, uh, or height or depth or principality or powers? No, nothing can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So nothing can separate us from him. And as we saw in 1 John 5, if you've, if you've believed that Jesus died for sins and rose again, if you placed your faith in him, then you have the Son, you have eternal life, not temporary life or life until you sin, eternal life. That's a forever life. And it's a guarantee. It's a record, we're told. Uh, So our relationship cannot be broken. On the other hand, our fellowship with God can be broken. We're told in James 4, 4, that when we start loving the world and living for the world, instead of living for our um, bridegroom, Jesus Christ, we're like adulterers. We're and the relation, the the fellowship, I mean, is broken, and we're at enmity with him. It says actually, uh, Psalm sixty six eighteen says that if I if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. So one of the ways God tries to encourage us to come back into fellowship is to say, 
look, as long as you're out of fellowship, as long as our fellowship is broken, I'm not going to, I'm not obligated to answer your prayers. So fellowship can be broken, but it can also be restored. If it's broken, it can be restored. First John 1 9 says, if we confess our sin, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Proverbs 28, 13 tells us that uh, if we try to cover our sin, we'll have nothing but trouble. But if we, if instead we confess it and forsake it, that's when we find God's mercy. And so we need to try to stay in fellowship. If, if, if we fall into sin, we need to confess our sin. And it says God is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So I can be restored. According to Ephesians 4, 1, I can walk worthy. We're challenged to walk worthy of his calling. First Thessalonians 5, 24 says, Faithful is he who calls you who also will do it. He not only calls us to walk worthy, he says he will help us to walk worthy. And so Romans 12, 1 or 2 is talking about this temporal responsibility of not being conformed to the world, but instead being transformed by the word. It's a day-by-day, moment-by-moment choices and decisions that we make to be transformed by the word, to to be uh, holy as the Father is holy, to be following Christ and conformed to his image, to be filled with the Spirit and not grieving the Spirit. So in relationship, we have the comfort of assurance that if we have trusted in Christ, we are his child, uh, um, we, are, we have Jesus Christ, and we're the temple of the Holy Spirit. We're chosen by the Father, redeemed by the Son, and sealed by the Spirit permanently. And that cannot be broken. As far as fellowship, there is the call to abide. Abide in the vine. Abide in Christ. Be holy as the Father is holy. Be conformed to the image of the Son. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. So there we have a great challenge and a great assurance. The comfort of assurance that our relationship with God can never be broken. You can't sin so bad that your relationship is broken. There's nothing I could do that break my relationship with my father. He'll always be my father. I could hurt him. I could disappoint him. I could disobey him. I could even deny him. But he's still my father. But the fellowship with him can be broken. And if I, if I hurt him, if I disobey him, if I disappoint him, if I deny him, that would definitely hurt. And it would hurt him and ultimately would hurt me. And the fellowship would be broken. But if it's broken, it can be restored by asking forgiveness and then by walking worthy. I hope this has been helpful. This is such an important topic. You know, from the beginning, we've chosen to keep wisdom from above both ad-free and cost-free. So if you enjoy the podcast, please help us out by hitting that follow or subscribe button so you're notified weekly about each new podcast. Second, help us reach more people by telling others about the podcast and by sharing this podcast with your family and friends. Third, give the podcast a five-star rating. Fourth, you could write a brief review, one, one to five sentences. And fifth, if you do want to donate to my podcast ministry, you can do so at www.teachingtotransform.org. If you'd like to contact me, you can email me at harlanbetts at icloud.com. 
or you can leave a message on my Facebook page, Wisdom from Above with Dr. Harlan Betts. Thank you again for listening. I'm honored that you have chosen to partner with me in this passionate quest for wisdom from above.